guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So this week, I'm excited to get you into two amazing books. You've got the books of Philippians and Colossians, short books, and they have a different vibe to them than some of these others have had in the past, especially like the books of 1st and 2nd Corinthians, where Paul is really getting after, in a very loving way, the Corinthian saints. He seems to have a different relationship with the Philippians especially. So the Philippian church was organized during Paul's second missionary journey. In fact, these two books, Philippians, Colossians, Paul is writing them from a Roman prison cell. And what's interesting is he doesn't seem to care. Because <laughs> it's as you read through these books, especially Philippians, Paul just seems to be happy and content. And I use that word very deliberately because you're going to see how this plays in as we study this. So you get into Philippians chapter 1 and look at some of these words. Grace be to you, peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Paul just seems like he is so happy. And remember, he's under house arrest in Rome as he's writing this. And so the perspective here in the context is interesting because it makes the content a little bit more powerful. Verse six, being confident of this very thing. And you're going to see the word confidence often through the book of Philippians, that he which began a good work in you will perform it or complete or accomplish it until the day of Jesus Christ. I think it is interesting how when our mission go out and teach. They invite others to come into Christ by helping them receive the restored gospel through faith in Jesus Christ and his atonement, repentance, baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. I believe that's what Paul's talking about here. It's just, look, you started this. Jesus Christ started this work with you, and he will continue it with you. It reminds me of a quote that I saw from Elder Ballard uh, years ago, and I thought this was such a great quote. He said, years ago, our faithful state patriarch, who was in his 90s, stood in a fast and testimony meeting and said something I shall always remember. I pray every night that God will see me safely dead with my testimony burning brightly. I've always loved that phrase. I said to him after the meeting, patriarch of all of the people I know, certainly you don't need to worry about that anymore. He took hold of the lapels of my coat, this 90 year old guy, jerked me up so that our faces were close together, looked me in the eyes and said these words, my boy, no one is secure until the very end. May it be so for each of us that we are faithful to the very end. Here's Paul saying, look, the same Jesus that started you off is going to continue with you until the day that he comes. So you and I need to stay faithful with that. Now look at what Paul says, verse 20, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Paul doesn't seem to care one way or another what happens to him. If I live, wonderful. If I die, ha, that means I'm going to be with Jesus. How cool is that? But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not, or I know not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Uh, The NIV, uh, New International Version, gives an interesting perspective. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. So Paul's like, 
I, you know, I'd love to be with Jesus. I really would. But I know I need to be here with you guys as well. And then verse 25, here's this word again. Having this confidence. I know that I shall abide and continue with you for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. So he's like, I'm going to hang around and I'm going to make sure I teach to you about Jesus Christ. You go to chapter 2 and you see him do this as he testifies of Jesus Christ so well. Like, for example, verse number 7, but made himself of no reputation, talking about Jesus, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and hath given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So as you read these verses, it seems like Paul is just saying, look, with death or life, it does not matter. You have that faith in Jesus Christ. Everything is going to work out. It reminds me of just our last conference session here in October. Sister Amy Wright gave a wonderful talk called Abide the Day in Christ, where she shared some very personal experiences about this very, very thing that Paul talked about. So go ahead and watch this. I have learned from personal experience that spiritual preparation for the coming of the Lord is not only essential, but the only way to find true peace and happiness. It was a crisp fall day when I first heard the words, you have cancer. My husband and I were stunned. As we drove home in silence processing the news, my heart turned to our three sons. In my mind, I asked Heavenly Father, Am I going to die? The Holy Ghost whispered, Everything is going to be okay. Then I asked, Am I going to live? Again the answer came, Everything is going to be okay. I was confused. Why did I receive the exact same answer whether I lived or died? Then suddenly, every fiber of my being filled with absolute peace as I was reminded, we did not need to hurry home and teach our children how to pray. They knew how to receive answers and comfort from prayer. We did not need to hurry home and teach them about the scriptures or words of living prophets. Those words were already a familiar source of strength and understanding. We did not need to hurry home and teach them about repentance, the resurrection, the restoration, the plan of salvation, eternal families, or the very doctrine of Jesus Christ. In that moment, every family home evening lesson, scripture study session, prayer of faith offered, blessing given, testimony shared, covenant made and kept, house of the Lord attended, and Sabbath day observed mattered. Oh, how it mattered. It was too late to put oil in our lamps. We needed every single drop, and we needed it right now. Because of Jesus Christ and His restored gospel, if I died, my family would be comforted, strengthened, and one day restored. If I lived, I would have access to the greatest power on this earth to help succor, sustain, and heal me. In the end, because of Jesus Christ, everything can be okay.
I love that. Everything, because of Jesus Christ, everything is going to be okay. Back to Philippians 2, verse 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. And what a testimony that is to me. Because of Jesus Christ, everything is going to be okay. That's what Sister Wright just taught. That seems to be what Paul is teaching in these first couple chapters. You should your faith in Jesus Christ, whether in death or in life, it's going to work out and things are going to be okay. I know that's true and I'm grateful for that knowledge. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.